Happy Woo Wednesdays. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. If you are a wedding photographer, go to my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and download my free guide on how to generate constant leads. It's my gift to you. So today I have my friend Bridget Dory, owner of Imblanc, a wedding gown boutique in Santa Monica. It's been so hard getting her on my podcast because she is one busy lady, especially after the pandemic. Brides are on a wait list to get an appointment at her shop. Today our hot topic is tips for dealing with post-COVID brides, but it's so much more than that. I love how she shares how she created the most amazing team, building a brand before a business, and her three-month and three-year vision. This girl is on fire. Enjoy. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we will talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Woo Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey everyone, welcome back to Get a Heck Yes with me, your host, Carissa Wu. I have Bridget Dory in the house. She is a visionary and owner of M. Blanc, a wedding gown boutique in Santa Monica. Gowns curated from all over the world. The space, the gowns are dropped out gorgeous. Her and her team are also too. M. Blanc redefines a bridal gown shopping experience and their mission is centered on making the most pleasurable experience you'll find in the whole industry. I work with Bridget over the past, I don't know how many years, but maybe six years, it feels like. And we've been published on multiple magazines. And Bridget has a beautiful baby, maybe not baby anymore. She's going to be two. Her name is Olivia, and she's the cutest baby I've ever seen. But welcome, Bridget. We finally are here. Hi. Yay, finally. Thank you for that beautiful intro. (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. I guess in your words, tell us like who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um. So I'm Bridget, like Carissa said, um, and I am the owner and creative director of Unblanc. We opened in 2017. Um, when we opened, we were the first bridal shop west of the 405 in LA from Malibu to South Bay, kind of bringing in a new, fresh approach to bridal, um, more catered maybe towards a west side bride. Um, and this incredible journey has been crazy. Three years of the five that we've been open has been COVID. So, you know, always pivoting. Um, But we really think we have something very special here, kind of leading with um, fashion, leading with service and smiles and just kind of making dreams happen. Oh, oh my God. So I was introduced to you by our friend Dana. Uh, She was a PR girl and she told me, she introduced us, which is so awesome of her. Um, but the first time I went into your studio, I was blown away of how gorgeous it is. It's like brick wall, like the skylights, it's like two, two stories, like the best gowns in the whole entire world. I've seen you talk to clients and everyone's always giggling and happy with their, with their moms or their sister, or their best friends. And I truly know that you give the most amazing experience, but I guess 
let's just start from the beginning. Like, tell us about like how you were growing up and a little bit of your journey of how you got to where you are today. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's see. So I feel like I always tell this story. I remember the exact day um, in high school when I kind of planted this seed in my brain that this is what I wanted to do. Um, I felt that I was kind of leaning towards fashion. I didn't really know where, but um, we had a like a brainstorming session with our um, counselor in high school. And they said, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. Like, there's no... There's no, maybe, maybe not like it's, exactly. but, but like, why? Like, well, like it's so <laughs> random kind of <laughs> like, did you, you have this obsession yeah. with, you know, fashion. I used to like watch fashion TV and runway shows and like, I saturated my mind with couture and designers and, you know, but I also loved finance and business and math. And so, um, it kind of combines this like love for love, love for fashion, um, and, I'm a people person. It's very important for me to, you know, work with people and kind of tap into the emotional side. I'm sure that's why everybody's in this industry because they have a little bit of love for that. Um, And this kind of just seemed like the perfect marriage, no pun intended, if you will, of like all those things that I love. And I was like, how do I create a career out of that? And it just seemed like the only answer. And I remember I had a, we had to create a vision board that day in high school and in the center of it was a, a bridal salon that I just, I think I like clipped out a piece of paper out of a magazine. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, you know, I uh, started in corporate retail doing some merchandising and planning. Uh, I worked for Nordstrom for quite some time. And then, unfortunately, I, I did kind of pivot into more of a financial career. Okay. I'm working in commodities and doing it on a trade floor, completely different, you know, than what I had set out to do, but it was a way to kind of get to the point financially where I could kind of take flight and do this, um, you know, a lot of confidence that it's the right time. Okay. Shout out to your, first of all, shout out to your high school counselor for even making you like start a vision board because that was kind of ahead of her time. And it just tells you like, once you put something out there and your vision and see it through, it's, it's it's pretty crazy that you you found your passion so young, and I I feel like your counselor was probably perplexed when you said that you wanted to be a bridal gown owner, right? He's <laughs> like, I don't really okay, but sure. But her biggest thing, and you know, my my family as well was like, okay, cool, but you got to grind, you got to build yourself up financially to be able to confidently move forward with this, and that's kind of why I pivoted a little bit. And went the way I did. So I'm kind of glad I had the financial career in the pocket as a business owner because it gave me kind of the stepping stones of the non-creative elements that you really need um, to run a successful business. So Okay, so you worked in retail like Nordstrom's and then you did finance. And then how did you start in Blanc? I can't believe it's only 2017 and like, it's only been not so long. It hasn't been long, but it's been so long. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you've done a lot. Um, So back, I used to live on the East Coast in Maryland and I actually was about to um, buy two franchises for Bella Bridesmaid. I'm sure you've heard of them. Um, And that's when I got a job offer in California and I was right about to open those two boutiques and that was 2011. Uh Uh-huh. But then California called and I was like, I got to go. 
And so I kind of shelved it, moved out here. And then um, in 2014, I really started putting, you know, SBA, business plan, da, 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 da. And like almost to a point where it was too planned. And I, uh-huh. I don't know if I'm ready for the leap. And then 2017, I'm like, let's go. Wow. Okay. So what does that mean when you say let's go? Does it mean like you get a, get a shop, like you, Honestly, you like you're these dresses? What does that mean? It's, you know, I, I say it's kind of like having kids, right? So you're a mom of two. Were you ever like, okay, I am 100% ready to have a baby. Like, I don't think anyone is. And I really don't think anyone is ever 100% ready to take that leap and open their own business, which I think is essentially your own baby. I was actually, I was actually super ready until I had the baby. And then I was like, I'm not ready. (laughs) I was so ready to have it, but little did I know I was not ready. (laughs) But you know, there's only so much planning you can do. Um, and so much preparation that you can do before you just kind of have to say, okay, you know, I, I feel good. There's risks. I'm a little nervous, but now is as good time as ever. So wow. Okay, paint the picture of what your business looks like now. I know we're going to talk about COVID pandemic times and you know the aftermath of it, but walk me through like a typical day or a typical week in your life or your team and just like the the picture of your business right now. Yeah. So you know it's funny you mentioned Dana and her team because I feel like that was such an important element when starting the business. Is I think Emblanc started as a brand before it was a business. Mm. And I think that's super important for, you know, any creatives trying to like open their company and, you know, kind of thrive on what this dream is, is that you really need to define your brand. You need to define your audience before you invest the money into making money. Yes. Yes. I'm so happy that we took the time that we needed to really create our brand, even create our like font files, color themes, like who are we trying to target here? And you mentioned the aesthetics of a shop. That was super important to me because, you know, you go to all these bridal shops elsewhere and it's a lot of crystal chandeliers and marble and sterile where we wanted kind of a more intimate gathering where people can feel included and all inclusive and giggly, as you said. Um, and we, we hear the feedback from the brides and they can, they definitely can see that that's, we intended, that's something we very intentionally created for them. Who um, is your um, target market and how do you get your heck yes from your target market, your ideal client? Well, I think that's, it starts there. The minute they walk in this door, the sense of inclusion and just like you're in a comfortable, safe space. You know, we have, a, we have a stylist for whoever walks in that door. Is she bubbly? We got a girl for that. Is she, you know, a little like edgy, like maybe a Venice bride? Then we got a girl for that. And we kind of are able to pivot and cater to the melting pot of brides there are in Los Angeles because there, there isn't one specific girl here. That's the mm. case. Um, wow. Yeah, you do give that experience that like you do, you know, they just can't wait to say heck yes to your dress. Um, how did you curate all the dresses in your boutique? Like how do you, I'm not like, I don't know all like the names of them, but I know when I go there, I was like, wow, like these are like the most beautiful dresses in the world. This is not like your typical like David's Bridal where they look just, you know, average. Like these are standout, like modern dresses. How do you curate them? 
Um, it's a lot of research. It's a lot of digging. Um, it's a lot of chatting with designers and kind of seeing like, who's their inspiration? Where is that coming from? Um, listening to your brides of what they want, what they're missing. Um, I think we particularly were pulling in a lot of fashion forward brands, but kind of keeping classicism as an as important element as well. You know, we have a lot of East Coast girls that live in LA. We have a lot of you know, Northwestern girls are a little more, you know, classic um, and stuff. So we didn't want to kind of forget about that. So we uh-huh. have a representation for most type of brides here. Um, we've paid a lot of attention on, you know, designs that weren't really represented elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I feel like you guys are like a league of your own. What was the biggest accomplishment in your business? And I'm, I'm I mean, I've known you for, you know, five years or so, but, and I'm so proud of you, but, and you've accomplished so much, but in your words, like, what would you say your biggest accomplishment is? Oh man. It's not like one accomplishment. I feel like there are like tiny moments where, you know, it's, it brings me to tears almost. Um, and one of them might be, you know, be nominated for like the best bridal shop in LA in our third year of business. That was huge for us being so new um california wedding day i know you're one of the nominees one year too um and then like you know the knot voted us as top bridal salon and you know all these accolades that came at us very quickly and those are great but to me i think the most i guess emotional you know moments are just the feedbacks from the moms and the brides themselves of how you change the path of their bridal planning journey or their wedding planning journey. And like, wow. you know, we, it's the only time in these girls' lives where they are responsible for the happiness of everyone that is important in their lives, you know, and that is obviously why that causes stress. So if you can provide for them a relaxed, intimate, personal light experience, um, they're going to do the work to make sure that you're recognized for that. And I think those moments are really what kind of like touch me and not, not so much the accolades, but we love those too. <laughs> oh, that was such a beautiful answer, Bridget. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to ask this question and I think it's going to allude to our hot topic, but what was the biggest struggle of your career and how did you overcome it? I mean, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I knew, of course. <laughs> Especially when you have a brick and mortar, for sure. COVID was so crazy. Um, and, you know, I think that, like, the the one saving grace was that we were all in it together. The community, the bridal, the wedding planning community, I think, was outstandingly supportive during all this. Like, bridal store owners that I've never, like, competitors of mine who I've never even met, um, just reaching out to us saying, Hey, are you guys good? Are you, what are some tips that you're doing to like, keep yourselves afloat? Like everyone just became a loving, big, massive community. I felt that. And like, I don't know if you felt that in the photography community, but I did, um, you know, we're part of this thing called the white dress society where it's a bunch of bridal store owners and like the, the massive outpour of love for one another was outstanding i think it was one of the reasons why we were able to survive it you know wow um i think it was huge it was definitely a struggle but you know 2021 and 2022 have certainly bounced back (laughs) um oh oh my god okay so 
it's yeah, it, that was crazy when everything shut down. And, you know, for for you, people aren't buying wedding dresses anymore. And, you know, you have this brick and mortar, you have the bills, you have the rent, um, you have these dresses that need to be sold, you have your team. So that must have been so hard. But today, our hot topic is tips for wedding professionals for um, post COVID. And we're going to talk a lot about post-COVID brides. So yeah. tell us a little insight about what is a post-COVID bride and what are their, like, what's going on in their heads? Like, how are they different? It's funny because, like, we were just talking about this at the shop the other day. Like, we kind of had to relearn the bridal psyche after all this because, you know, we have these girls who bought their gowns in, what, 2019, 2018 even, who sweating were originally planned in 2020. They had to then postpone to 2021 or 2022. And then here's what happens. That's four years of that bride just scrolling and scrolling and overthinking and overthinking mm. it. Um, and being let down because maybe they rescheduled once and they had to reschedule again. And this vendor, they couldn't work out. A con- there was just so many things thrown at them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was... It, it's easy for to allow the stress to kind of get to you, but for the most part, the grace with which these brides have handled their circumstance has been incredible, in my opinion. And the grace with which these vendors have handled it too, you know, allowing these brides to kind of pivot to maintain that relationship. So what when they can move forward with that journey and that day, you're even closer and stronger together and like more confident working together than you were in 2019, perhaps. Uh, what was it like, like reopening your doors? And was it just like these anxious brides, like storming you and like trying to get an appointment or was your team just going crazy? And how did you handle it? I mean, this is starting back in Jan 2021, but like we, we saw this wave um, of appointments and conversion. And, and I was like, okay, this is a wave. Like, you know, we're going to maintain ourselves like steady, steady, but like the wave didn't end. It just kept coming. Cause what I'm finding is that, um, there are the brides who would have previously maybe just had a court wedding or backyard wedding or something very like casual, um, to celebrate that day. Even those brides, these, you know, who otherwise would not have had these major events. They, they want these big parties now because they've been sitting and waiting um, to celebrate this for, for so long. So I think not only do we see the wave of brides who were not allowed to plan because they couldn't, but we're also seeing this whole new demographic of brides having these parties and celebrations that probably would not have previously had those major events. So Oh, interesting. A lot of that. And it's, it's an opportunity, you know, for everyone in the industry to kind of tap into those girls who are like, I'm not a normal wedding bride bride, but I still want the party. It's really cool to see like everyone just really wants to celebrate right now. I was shooting weddings basically for free or for like a grand. And I was having to haggle for every single session to try and like show them my value. And now I have clients coming to me saying that they want to work with me. And I have more importantly, other people in the industry recognizing my worth and asking me to work with them. 
which to me means even more than the clients because they're people who've been in the industry for 10 plus years. They've seen, you know, hundreds of other photographers and they're able to recognize me and the value that I can offer them. Yep, that's my student Kimberly. She's just one of my dozens of students crushing it. Go on my website, www.heckyesmedia.co and book a 15-minute strategy session with me. Only if you want to be booked out on multiple preferred vendor lists and have a proven marketing plan. What is the differences like in their anxiousness or how stressed out they are like before COVID and then now are they more needy or are they less needy? They're oversaturated. I think that, and this is what I mean by the scrolling thing is that, you know, you're working with a particular vendor, say, say you picked out your wedding dress already. Then you have two years to just sit and look at new collections and new things and new photography and new floral arrangements and whatever's trending. And then that's something that they probably would not have exposure to because there was only six months for planning before. Oh, interesting. Okay. Time. Um, And I think if anything out of this pandemic, what really kind of was cool is seeing these artists, they were sitting alone with their thoughts and overthinking their collections or their, their floral arrangements, whatever. So you really saw some beautiful things come out of the pandemic. Oh, that's so interesting. I never thought about that because they did have too much time to think. I I feel like the first time I got to plan Piper's party when everything was kind of opening up, like I was like, I wanted like the bounce house and like the cotton candy and then like, like, like more and more and more because it's like, I haven't planned anything for a whole year. Like I want everything. (laughs) Exactly. And the brides are thinking that too. Like they're like big, big, big. And we're here for it. You know, we love that. So um, I think it's a really fun time for this industry to work with these girls who, you know, they they might be a little more oversaturated and picky because they've seen so much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But those are kind of the funner ones to work with because you can like really have a good time and play dress up with them and um, just go ham, which is fantastic. Oh, I love it. It's so, it's so funny because... I had this couple and they're so cute and I've done like family shoots for them and style shoots and they finally got engaged. And after pandemic, my energy was really different. It was very like chill and like slow. So they mentioned during their engagement shoot, they're like, you shoot so differently. Like, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Like touch your hand. All right. Well maybe like um, scoot in a little, you know, like before I'm like a maniac, like go, 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 you know? (laughs) So it's like I turned chill and then I heard from like other wedding professionals like, oh my God, like my my brides are just so needy. Like they want more and more and more. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I guess that's a different perspective. But and I really think we're, we're seeing that, too. Um, and I think for the first time ever, we're seeing a lot of girls who, you know, will move forward with the gown. The gowns in production were the time the fabric has been allocated. The, the production timeline is so far in. And then they're like but wait, I've seen 40 dresses that I might love. And I don't know. And we're like, you just kind of got to get them back into the, into your setting, into your hands. We usually invite them back here, remind them of what they love, fell in love with, remind them of to stay on track of their, you know, their entire mood. Or, Cause I think it's easy to kind of get a little sidetracked with 
so much exposure to everything. And this is for any vendor, you know? Um, That is a really good advice. I think you communicating that to them, like kind of bringing them back to where it all started, almost like the love, like person you're getting married to. It's like, hey, remember why you're here and remember what you fell in love with the wedding dress. Like, you know, you're going to see a thousand different dresses and fall in love with them, but it's okay. Like don't get confused. And you kind of bring it back to that, that first initial love. So interesting. In a really nice way, telling them to kind of focus. I think we're having to do that a lot more firmly than ever before. Um, But what we're seeing are a lot of brides who might go sidetracked like that, but then you remind them and they're like, oh yeah, I'm being silly. I'm being silly. (laughs) Let's talk about your team because I know you're kind of like a mama bear and you know, you created this amazing team and you have this kind of sense of family where you, they're leaning on each other. You're leaning on them. They're working a lot of hours. You know, they had to deal with these post COVID brides, but also like the influx of um, brides coming in, which is like nonstop, like they don't get to rest. Like how, how did you um, develop this amazing team and just tell us like pretty much how special they are to you? They're incredible. I, I don't know what I would do without this team. Um, we, I mean, and Blanc started as this tiny 400 square foot space and we were doing at home consultations, which just me. Um, and now we have seven people on our team. Um, a sales team that is so in love with this process, um, which you need to, to be successful here. I think, um, our biggest thing here is like, no one's better than anyone. We, we all help out. We all do the dirty work. We all do the, the fancy work. It's no one's better than anything. Um, wow. that comes from me too. Cause you know, of course, <laughs> um, our sales manager, Candice is incredible. She loves it so much between the entire sales team. I think we have 35 years of experience doing this. Um, every girl we have here has had previous experience selling wedding gowns elsewhere. So like we start the foundation on a, on a shared love for what we do. Um, and our brides feel that for the, you know, as far as the feedback I've heard. Yeah. I mean, you say, of course, like, of course that you, um, are not better than anyone, but Bridget, like, that's not always the case. Like in, (laughs) when you work for someone, it's not that culture of, you know, we're all on the same level. And I feel like you are like that as a person, the way you treat me um, as a photographer, you're so kind. And I see that you're so kind to everyone and all your friends and who you work with and they respect you. And, you know, when um, things get hard, they want to help you. They're not going to, you know, run off and try to go home as soon as possible. They want to make sure like everything's done and because they care about the brand, they care about the, the business and then they care about you which is so awesome. You mentioned the word process a couple of times. What, like, in kind of a nutshell, like, can encapsulate the process of, like, taking a bride from, you know, getting an appointment with you guys to actually saying, heck yes, to the dress? Um, our process is a little different from other bridal shops. Um, and I know you've kind of seen us in action. Um, you know, when we come in, we're sitting down, we're having an intimate moment with everybody. Um, we allow brides 90 minutes, whereas most bridal shops do 60. I think 60 minutes is not enough to find and say yes mm-hmm. to a wedding dress. So that timeline is actually really important to us. We want to make that process as the, the moment they walk in the door to the moment they say yes as seamless and inclusive as possible. 
Um, wow. And honestly, like the dresses themselves do a lot of that work, of course. Um, you know, what we're curating is obviously inevitably going to be, you know, setting the stone for how successful we are. Um, but my team is the love that they have for this is so obvious during that appointment with that bride. Um, you know, whatever is happening in their day, you don't see it when they're working with that bride at all. Like the, it's kind of, I don't want to call them chameleons, but like they, in the first five seconds of meeting that bride know how to pivot towards that specific girl. And that's something we do in training, but it's also something that's just innate that they just have. Interesting. And I tell when I'm interviewing, it's like, you got it. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. I was trying to pick up on that. Like your, how do you choose these girls? Like, what do you ask them? And what experience, what are you looking for? Because for me, what I look for is just like, you're so passionate about the love. Like you go gaga goo goo for the details and almost like that energy and wanting to be there is more important than knowing the technical side. Exactly. And wanting to be there and them seeing the love, if they don't see that at first, it doesn't matter if you have the best dresses in the world, they're not going to, they're not just want to spend time with you anymore. So it's really important during this first five minutes of that appointment to just kind of like establish that rapport um, and get them to want to stay there and and find their dress with you. Oh, that's a good one. That's so important. And that's I love that. In this industry, like you know that. Oh, oh my God, this is so fun. I wanted to ask you just one couple more questions, but okay, say like a wedding professional is struggling post COVID or they're just, they feel like COVID kind of messed up their whole business. It could be photographer, it could be wedding planner, it could be florist. Um, And, you know, you've struggled a lot during COVID because everything got shut down. Like what advice would you give them to just get back on their feet? I think a big thing, and I bring up branding again, because I think so many people in this industry pay attention to what is it, what they're seeing the most and trying to kind of capture that element as opposed to really like defining your brand and monetizing on that. Um, because I mean, like I said, we're in LA, there's thousands of different types of humans here. So who you are and how your creative side leans is going to target somebody. I think a lot of people in this industry try to just send out messages, visual messages, um, marketing of just kind of like what's on trend but brides i think more now than ever are paying close close attention to individuality and creative like drives so my point is kind of figure out exactly what that is and exactly what you are great at because that communicated to that bride is going to get that girl that you want does that make sense yeah i mean the more these days the more different you are the better because they could be talking to like five photographers and they literally forget what their conversation was because you said the same thing as everyone else. Exactly. And kind of like getting an element in there. Cause here's the thing. You love this. This is why you decided to do this. If that girl doesn't know why you love this so much, because you generalized yourself and your brand so much, you're going to get looked over. Um, I think a lot of people are afraid to go like, deep down this like individuality approach to your business, but it's so, so important. 
unfortunately I'm almost 40. So doing TikToks and reels are a pain. <laughs> I know how important they are for our brides. So, um, you know, try to stay on top of that. If you have to invest in somebody to do that for you, like take that off your plate, make sure that it's being catered to because it's the response from these avenues are massive. Yes. And I'm the same age as you. So I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I like talk to my team and I'm like, listen, girls, there is no way I'm ever going to do a TikTok. So here, this is have fun. Um, It's so hard. I I guess rapid fire questions, that was such great advice. But what's your um, favorite thing about your hubby? About my hubby? Yeah. We're just doing Um, fun rapid fire questions. He is up for absolutely anything at any time and the most surprising human being I've ever met in my entire life. Really surprising. That's a that's a fun word. Talks the hell out of me every day. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm a coachy, I'm a coach, so a coachy question. Um, what is your vision? You're in three months, 90 days, if you had a magic wand. <sighs> three months. Let's see. Um okay, we're gonna crush market. Um, I'm going to celebrate my two-year-old's birthday, um, and we are going to start out the new year like with a bang. And then I know I, another question, like three years, um, and Blanc is opening in a couple of different locations in the next three years, so that is something we'll be celebrating in a few years, which I'm super That's amazing. That gave me chills. Wow, you went on three months, but (laughs) yeah, that's amazing. What's your best mom boss, uh, mom boss advice? Oh man, take time for yourself because you will forget to if you don't. I literally have to send myself reminders like meditate, breathe, maybe book yourself a massage, like go walk on the beach. It's so important to still remain a little bit selfish when you're so overloaded with all this information and detailing. One last question. What was, what were you like as a kid? Because I'm still curious, like why, like high school, you already knew that you wanted to be a wedding gown owner or wedding gown shop owner. Um, a lot of these, I don't know how much I buy into the Zodiac sign situation, but I've heard Virgos are um, a little OCD and have serious, serious drive that is almost to a fault where it's like, I need things done yesterday. Beyonce is a Virgo. That's just how I'll put it. But like, I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but I, that was how I've been as a kid. It's how I was as a teenager. It's how I am now. Um, almost to a point where I need to like kind of check myself sometimes, but the drive has always been there. The determination has always been there. The grit, I think it takes a lot of grit. You have to be okay with getting dirty. You have to be okay with sweaty. You have to be okay with tears and letdowns, um, but just kind of like be consistent, stay determined, don't give up because why? Someone's going to do it. Why isn't it you? You know? Wow. That's so good. I totally see that in you. And there are some brides, um, listening to this podcast, but tell everyone like where to find you, how to work with you. Maybe you need some new employees for your new locations. Just everything asked. Yeah. Put it out in the universe right now. He's looking for, you know, people who love this, who want to sell dresses, who love fashion. Um, If you haven't done it before, that's okay. Like we would love to meet you. Um, We're on main street, Santa Monica. Um, So a block away from the ocean, which is a perfect location to work. Um, we're at umblancla.com 
uh, Instagram handles on Blanc underscore LA and TikToks, I think just on Blanc <laughs> um, and Facebook as well. Yay, Bridget, we did it finally. <laughs> Thank you, Bridget. It was okay. a lovely conversation. No, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. And I just want to say like, Working with you is a dream. We tell our brides about you all the time. Um, I know you've kind of taken a pivot into this really cool kind of like tutorial land of photography. And I hope that I wish you the best of that because you deserve it. You really are such a talented. Thank you, Bridget. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.